0: You're listening to episode 17 with Elizabeth Cassano, where I am refusing to believe I still have to wear my Ugg boots in March because it's still stupid cold here in Mississippi. I am so tired of the dreary that I have never been so ready to embrace the humidity of August in my life. Bring on the mosquitoes. Welcome to Honey Hush, the podcast for up and coming and established leaders alike. Every week, we discuss how to win influence with one simple strategy kindness. Whether you are a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush is for you. Now, here are your hive hostesses three southern businesswomen who know a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees Lacey, Michelle, and Alyssa. Episode here at Honey Hush, our overall purpose is to primarily shift a change in culture. Between the three of us, being in the marketplace every single day, we see a lot of competition between people, whether in business or personal settings, that's honestly unconstructive. When in reality, if those same people would see each other as the solution, both would come out the winner. Women especially see a girl down and we think, Now's the time to strike, she's down, so I can swoop in. Or we see a girl doing really amazing and we instantly become oddly jealous that she got it to work out and we just haven't yet. In today's episode, I'm going to try to persuade you to consider purposefully exposing yourself in two ways once a month. I'm going to ask that you give one hour two different times to two different people for six months. And then see if your perspective on life doesn't take a change for what we're encouraging here at The Hive. My dad likes to send me articles and quotes on leadership all the time. The one that he sent me this morning has so much relevance to today's episode, and he didn't even know it. Jim Lee, the chairman of the American Hotel Register Company, wrote in this particular magazine, he said, you were created to be a very special person, to experience life as no one else ever did before, and no one else ever will again. You were meant to share it with others and share theirs as well. The world that we live in is too big and grand to be shared in short sentences, three-letter abbreviations, and emojis. We get nuance and meaning when we look into each other's eyes as we share our lives. Y'all, what I'm talking about here is mentorship. True, authentic pursuit of another person for their benefit. All this talk we do week after week about being a leader and effective in life and business really has the capacity to either spread like wildfire or continue to be just a stagnant bucket of information. It's sort of like this. A doctor goes to school to be a surgeon, graduates top in his class, but never does the first operation. What in the world was the purpose of all that education if she had no intentions of ever putting into practice? So why would we as leaders live this life Rise to a position of leadership, only to it up and never share our life experience. We do not intend to record episodes simply for your entertainment. Although, sometimes I feel that may be what happens. We hope that you're motivated to think outside of yourself, to put others first, to lead with a servant's heart in all areas of your life, not just business. How incredible is it to have a mama that sees the best in her children's efforts, or a wife that serves her husband from a place of gratitude? So let's go ahead and dive right in how we can make this concept something that isn't just sitting in a bucket and never being used. First off, let me define what a mentor is and what their role would even be. A mentor is simply an experienced and trusted advisor in some area that you personally want direction in. The one doing the mentoring shares information about your own path as well as motivation, guidance, and emotional support. You did not hear me say the mentor must be a professional or some highly successful person in that direction or path. They simply are one listening, offering advice and motivation towards what you communicate is important to you. Because of the nature of the relationship, it is suggested that the one doing the mentoring be about 10 years older than the one being mentored. There needs to be a clear line of experience and respect. Otherwise, it might turn into just two friends enabling one another towards the more simple option. As important as I think it is to be a mentor, and we're going to get to that in a minute, I think it is just as important that you are being mentored as a leader as well. When you're thinking of someone to ask to meet with you for that one hour once a month, what do you need to look for in a good mentor? So like I said earlier, you want to try to think of somebody that's about 10 years older than you. You want to find somebody that has a willingness to share skills, knowledge, and expertise who demonstrates a positive attitude, I mean, go ahead and check their social media account. Take a pulse of their family dynamics. Does this person take personal interest in the mentoring relationship? Do you think they're that kind of a person that would like to share what they know? Do they exhibit enthusiasm in relationships? When you called them up to say, would you do this with me? Did they seem excited when you ask them? Do they value ongoing learning and growth? Do they provide guidance and constructive feedback, not just someone that'll tell you what you wanna hear? Is this person respected by others? Do they set and meet ongoing personal as well as professional goals? As I'm reading out this list, I bet you're already thinking of several people that fit these criteria. Do not be scared to ask one of them. It would actually be an honor to be seen in this light and asked to participate in this capacity. And if it's not a good time or a good fit, Most people in this category are aware enough of their current situation that they're going to decline if they can't commit. So then if they say no, you just go to the second person on your list until you find somebody that says yes. And just because you do get started with somebody, that doesn't mean that you're married to them. You may get started and in an intimate setting like this, you realize he or she, you know, isn't necessarily a good fit that they actually don't meet personal goals or they do not have a willingness to share knowledge. And at that point, you have the option to say, hey, thanks for your time. I appreciate your willingness to meet with me. I'll call you the next time I want to meet up. And you just leave it at that. But now let's talk about why you should be mentoring others. Mentoring provides an avenue to success in areas that we cannot reach alone. Humans were never created to live in isolation or do life alone. The entire point of life is community, to enjoy each other's company and to spur each other along in our individual giftings. But somewhere along the way, I think we've kind of gotten all scared, thinking if you share your success secrets with someone else, they may come and beat you at the game that you taught them how to play. But that's exactly another huge positive point to being a mentor. It keeps you sharp on your game. You want to be a good mama? Mentor a new mama. You want to be a good teacher? Mentor a new teacher. You get the point. You will naturally find yourself rising to the challenge in order to be an actual benefit to the one you're mentoring. That's just how leaders roll. But even as I'm talking, I bet you are listing out all the reasons that you cannot invest in another human. When I find myself unmotivated or I find myself allowing my mind to concoct various excuses, I love to refer to the book "A 100 Ways to Motivate Yourself by Steve Chandler. A few of the suggestions in that book pertain perfectly to the excuses that we could come up with for not pursuing somebody to mentor. Number one, I do not have time. I mean, how many of you already had that excuse in your head? I don't have time to invest in another person. Well, what this book suggests is you simplify your life. Vince Lombardi once said of his Green Bay Packers, We keep it simple. It's hard to be aggressive when when you are confused. Be honest. Are you a procrastinator? Not doing what can be done immediately actually robs you of time when you put it off. And are you allowing yourself to be distracted by unimportant things? During this phase of mentorship, try actually decluttering your home, using a scheduling system of some kind, and carve away the unnecessary. I can almost bet you 100 bucks that you will find way more than just one hour a month. Th- that one hour that you were looking for, you'll find it just by being intentional with your time and space. Keep life simple, and you will find motivation for the important things, like mentorship. Number two, I do not have the knowledge base. So how about put your library on wheels? There literally is no excuse for people these days to not have time to learn something new or become an expert in some subject. With podcasts, audiobooks, YouTube, those car rides to and from wherever you go every single day can become a mobile education tank. That downtime can actually become a time where you frame your own mindset. You get to make a conscious choice as to what gets in your headspace. If you feel defeated about how you feed your family but you want a healthy, budget-friendly lineup, there's a podcast for that. You want to learn more about financial investment opportunities? there's an audiobook for that. Y'all, the answer to your insecurity in meeting with someone, to pour into them thinking you have nothing to offer, that's all in your head. You've convinced yourself you do not have anything to offer that anyone would want. Well then, go learn something. And typically when we learn something new and exciting, we want to have someone else to be excited with. But honestly, I'm not letting you off the hook that easy. You have not lived this long and not have some beneficial life experience in some subject. Your life's work is of great value to someone. Do not squander that. A third excuse you might find rolling around in your head is, I do not think anyone would want to meet with me. Okay, can I just ask all of us for multiple reasons, but for this particularly, can we leave high school forever, please? Have you stopped taking personal risk for fear of what other people will think? We are not in high school anymore, y'all. No one is being voted on for prom king or queen. It is more than okay to not be popular or not be invited to that party. In fact, I was just talking with my middle daughter about this last night. I was telling her that more than likely being unpopular is going to be her calling in life because the popular thing to do is to take the easy road. And we just don't do that in this house. So I'm asking you to not be concerned with being popular or to even be concerned with the potential response you might get from the first person that you ask. Your job in this situation is to simply be available. Offer what you have to give to the person who is 10 years younger than you that you see potential in. And if they say no, go to your second person on the list. You would be surprised at how many people that are 10 years younger than you would love to meet with you to get your opinion and wiser approach on your subject. I mean, seriously, think of your 10 years ago self. What if that woman with kids who are 10 years older than yours, that has been married for 10 years longer than you, and in your field of work for 10 years longer than you, called you up on the phone and just said, Hey Elizabeth, I see that you're passionate about skincare and cosmetic products. I, too, am a stay-at-home mom working my business from home, trying to make it all work in the time I have to give. Would you want to meet for coffee sometime next week and just share some ideas on how to be more effective? Would you not just about sell the dog if you had to to make time to meet with that person? Remember, people do not care so much about what you know. It's about the fact that you cared enough to share what you have to give. So here's the hard fact. Leaders do not make excuses. We just don't get that luxury. There is a reason you are in the position you are in. It is a privilege that you have the opportunity to have influence over another human being. Please do not take this opportunity lightly and just brush it off. But let's be clear though. A mentor is not a life coach or a career trainer. More than likely, this relationship will either begin as a basic friendship or will develop into one. Although, this is not a relationship with your workout buddy or your couple's date night friends. Remember the age gap is very important both ways so that the life experience is there. Life coaches and career trainers mainly focus on short-term goals. A mentor is more focused on the overall well-being of the entire life. One that you allow into the real cracks and spaces that make you tick, but are not necessarily going to run into all your you're not gonna run into the person at all your kids' play dates. Otherwise, it kind of gets too familiar and too easy to get sucked into each other's world of excuses. You don't need another girlfriend feeding you the same rationale you can come up with by yourself. You need someone that will champion you to your best potential and hold you accountable to that. And you need to be the one doing the same thing for someone else in return. It is one hour of your entire month that you give to another person. And then it's one more hour of your entire month that you get from another person. Heck, I mean, do it over lunch. You have to eat anyway. That's what I call a power hour. Your only job in both situations is to simply be curious, be honest, respect one another, each of you know the overall intention, and then be prepared to give as well as get. Something that I would suggest to break the ice during that first three to six months of mentoring a new person is to read a book together. I've been on both sides of this mentoring fence several times in my lifetime, and each time, we always start the process by both reading the same book and discussing certain chapters at our meetings. Your meetings need to have a defined and intended purpose each time, and having specific chapters to come ready to discuss takes that pressure off of you. All you have to do is read the chapters, be available, and listen. You know me, I could recommend books and podcasts for just about everything to do with kids with learning disabilities or being a stay-at-home mom, being the wife of a business executive, the keto diet, I mean, blah, blah, blah. But two books that I have read that are universally incredible for both males and females. The first one is called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's by Stephen Covey. The other one is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. If you're local, the bookmark here in Startville on Main Street has several copies of both on hand right now. If not, Amazon has plenty too, I'm sure. So there's no excuses. After you screenshot this episode and post how much you loved it <laughs> on social media, and be sure to tag me at the Pretty Life 40, call up that older person that came to your mind when I was describing what a good mentor looks like. Then immediately after that phone call. Call the younger person that came to mind when I was asking you to be the mentor. Do not put off what you can do immediately. Keep it simple and uncomplicated. One hour a month with a real person in real life just reading through a book together. This simple act will be the fire I was talking about that will spread like crazy.